This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 16 of Equine Clicker 101 podcast on the Horse Radio Network. Traveling to new places with your horse. Equine Clicker 101 is a podcast that takes you to the class to learn and practice clicker training for your horse. Please support our fabulous sponsors as they make this show possible. They are Jeffers Pet and Equine and Cavalier Feed. This is Shauna Karish, and in today's episode, we are going to talk about taking your horse to new places. This kind of is serving as part four of our trailer loading, trailer loading and traveling portion. But frankly, this can go for anything. Helping your horse to enjoy new places is really important, uh, whether it's shows or trail rides or whatever it might be. So we're going to kind of encompass some ways to help your horse to feel secure and happy at and focused, I think is really important at new places. One of the things that people ask a lot is, where do I get clickers? Where do I get targets? Where do I get that nice side bucket you have? Or different things or videos and and tools for a book or whatever it might be. You can find that on my website. So my website is www.on-target-training.com. So it's on target training with those dashes in between. Another thing for all your other horsey needs, you can go to Jeffers Pet and Equine. They have loads of things from for the rider, for the horse, for the trailer, for all the barn. So you can get to Jeffers Equine for that and also your pet needs as well. So why don't we hear a little bit more about the fabulous Jeffers? Jeffers Equine provides quality horse supplies at affordable prices. Located in Dothan, Alabama, Jeffers combines the best of both worlds. As a family-owned tack and supply company, you get the kind of customer service only a small business can offer. Yet, with Jeffers' combined buying power of pet livestock and equine e-commerce sites, you get a wide variety of products at reasonable prices. So when you need tack or supplies for your horse life, from draft to mini or casual trail to competitive sport, www.jeffersequine.com has you covered. Okay, here we are in the classroom, ready to talk about traveling to new places with your horse. Or really, this is kind of run in the series of of trailer loading and traveling with your horse. There's so many components to trailer loading that a lot of times horses find different parts that they don't like. And they can back that up to where they won't get in the trailer. It may not necessarily be the trailer itself. It could be, you know, it could be the trailer itself, but it could be oftentimes I find it can go down the road to it was the traveling or it can also be the arriving at new place and all the insecurity that can come with that. So we're kind of addressing the really the last phase there is helping to our horses to be happy and feel secure and enjoy their new places. And how do we introduce Excuse me. How do we introduce that? But you know what? This isn't, this is also some of these techniques and things we're going to discuss. It can really also help for taking your horse to the show. It can just getting your horse to new places, no matter how you get there. Maybe you don't take a trailer there, but you walk down the street to your neighbor's barn and that can all be quite alarming or new things happen at your barn. It's all kind of the same thing, really, now, isn't it? If you have construction going on. So what we want to do is help them to be more comfortable. We're really going to talk about it in the terms of this being the kind of final portion of the trailer loading. So we talked about in the last episode a little bit. I mentioned, well, I probably mentioned it a lot, really. Horses can be neophobic, where new things equal scary and uncertainty and and fear and potential danger. So a lot of times while we think it's no big deal, it can be so overwhelming for our horses. They come from their quiet little barn and then we pop out at a show where there's horses everywhere and there's banners and there's tents and there's microphones and there's flowers and there's, you know, and that can all be quite disconcerting. So we want to go about this in a slow way. So as I said, we're going to look at this from the trailer loading aspect. By now your horse should be 
get on the trailer at Liberty by himself, be happy to do it that way. Then the, the halter and lead rope be kind of just become an incidental that's added in, but not for coercion. And then they should be able to have all the pieces closed in, put together, but bars, sections, dividers be, and be comfortable being closed in the trailer and, and have doors close up. You know, that's okay. They're all right with it all closed up. And then from there, we want to be sure that they're good with the moving and the traveling and that we can take them for rides now where we can go on the move around the farm and then eventually, you know, going on the road and that's all great. And then the next part that we want to deal with is taking them out at new places. In the last episode, I encouraged you to load and unload at the same place. So relatively, you know, familiar places where it's not so uncertain. They just get out and go, oh, yeah, yeah, I know this. I'm just still in the arena, you know, or whatever it might be. Now it's time to start taking them to different areas. So the first thing I really try to do when I do this, I don't take them to bizarro places, <laughs> I just will take them to a part of the farm that maybe isn't as familiar. You know, maybe it's just the other side of the barn that they don't normally, you know, they wouldn't just show up at or the uh, the backside of the barn. And sometimes I won't go to the backside of the barn first. I may just go on the other side of the barn where it's just a little strange, but they can still see horses and kind of know where they are. It's just a different perspective now. And then when that's going good and they can deal with it, then we can move to going to maybe a part of the farm that they haven't really seen and that we can, you know, load and then reload. So it's really important that we test this first in little local areas. So we can, when we take them to a part of the barn that's a little bit different or part of the farm that, you know, maybe we drove them to their paddock or whatever it might be, but can we load and can we reload? And so it's really important that we can keep that focus and that relaxation and that love of the trailer and having the trailer kind of be a little bit of a sanctuary for them so that we can we can start to predict and check to see that they can load when they may have a little extra stimulation from the outside. So that's really where you want to start is being sure that they can do this on the farm before you go anywhere else. So when that is going good and they can load and then reload and be good, that is a really important part. Now there's things that we can do to help them get there. So we've talked about through the past episodes, teaching them things like teaching them a target. You can teach them to stay. You can teach them to lift their legs. You can teach them to, you know, to do all sorts of fun things. But the more we build those behaviors with the positive reinforcement, the more comforting they are, the more familiar they are, the more it is a, they will choose to do them because they have such a strong reinforcement history. When they get that strong reinforcement history, they are essentially classically conditioned. It means they've actually become kind of like secondary reinforcers. It's that strong that they, that kind of association they have with it. So those things are tools that we're going to utilize in these new situations. So now as we get off the trailer in their first unknown place, I'm going to ask them to do some familiar things as we get off instead of just letting them get caught up in, oh my gosh, where are we? Let them take a look for a second. But then I say, hey, can you lift your leg? That's great. Here, click reinforce. Hey, can you? And if I have a little bit of trouble with it, I'm going to go back and I'm going to use a little building blocks that help them to lift their leg or that help them to touch the target or help them to stay or whatever the thing is I'm asking for. I probably wouldn't do a stay right away because a stay, you're kind of leaving them and I'd rather stay near them at that point. I think because we can be rather comforting. Um, our presence can when it's been classically conditioned. So, but I would use some of those behaviors that are familiar and are comfortable and lets them know that everything is okay in their world. So remember these things, when these behaviors are taught with positive reinforcement, they tend to create different chemicals in the brain and they're good chemicals. These are endorphins and dopamines and things that make them feel comfortable and good. So going to some of these familiar and fun and well-established behaviors are actually quite reinforcing. So I utilize that as we get to new places a bit. So I want to eventually be able to have them unload and me not feeling like I have to kind of 
I mean, he's kind of going to mollycoddle them a little bit. I want to be sure they're okay. I would rather err on the side of offering too much support than letting them get over threshold. And now I have a hard time getting them back. Because remember, when they really go into fight or flight and they get too far over threshold, they are very far from learning. They are thinking, I, I got to get out. Oh, no, everything's wrong. And now we've lost them. So I'd rather keep them at this low place where I can go, okay, can you come off? Yep. I can see you're a little bit worked up. Can you do these things? And then can you get back on the trailer? So strengthen some of those behaviors. Be sure that you have some behaviors that you can go to that you can ask them for that can help to bring them back to a focus place. And what you're doing, you're inviting them to connect with you. You're saying, well, can you come here and will you work with me? And oftentimes because it is such it becomes what they've shown as a very safe thing. A lot of times they go, yes, oh, yes, of course I can do that. And it can bring them back down and help them to relax and bring them from a little over threshold to back under threshold and making choices to work. So make sure those parts are there. You can use a target. You can use a handheld target. A lot of times you can also take a uh, target with, a lot of times I'll take a traffic cone and I put a target in it one of my like handheld targets so that they can see that. And I go, see, you know what to do with these. And I have them actually all over the, we have them all over here at Terra Nova. You know, we have them around the trailer. We have them around, you know, the Liberty paddock. We have them in the arena. If we need them, we can pull them out. So it's a way that we can say, look, yeah, we're in a weird place, but look, here's something very familiar that you know what to do with. So you can also have one of those that you take out with you as you unload and say, hey, can you touch the target? And gives them some kind of focus and options. So start doing that around the farm when that or the ranch or the, the yard, whatever part of the world you're from, and get them used to all these pieces where they can do this at the different areas within kind of somewhat familiar all of the horse's senses, they've got visual, they've got smell, they've got, you know, they've got hearing, they've got set, uh, uh, physical, you know, they can you know, touch. So all of those things can give them information. So a lot of times, even though they may not be in, in the same part of the farm, they tend to know the smell of the farm. You know, they know I can smell Bucky or whatever, you know, so they're using their senses. So sometimes it isn't as strange, but for some, for some horses, I think when they think, yes, yes, I know this, I can smell that. It all seems familiar. And they're like, what? This doesn't look right. These things don't line up. So just kind of being aware that there is a lot that can be at, at play there. And remember their fear is legitimate. As much as we go, you're just on a different part of the farm. Don't be silly. If they are fearful, it is to them their reality. So we can't just poo-poo it. I want to really listen to it and say, I get it. I respect that. Let me help you get back to a good place. Now, by starting on the farm, you have another way that you can just walk them back to the place if you need to give them a little bit of orientation as you kind of sort through this until you can get them to load and unload all easily. Okay. So now that we've worked through that part, you can do it at the farm. Let's say you can do it anywhere you want. Next thing we're going to do is we would take them to a neighbor's place. And I would try to find um, somebody that I know that has a relatively quiet farm or a relatively quiet time of day at, at a farm. So that if you decide, okay, I'm don't make, I don't, I really don't recommend that the first trip results in a show because that, that is a lot to deal with. Like you said, you Oh, much sensory overload. And then we have our own tension that goes with it because we're kind of going, oh, and I've got this. And when is my class? And what do I do? And we can ramp all up and other horses can be anxious, which can feed to their, their, if they're uncertain, they're going to latch on to that other uncertainty. You know, if they don't feel safe, they can do that. So the first place I go is not really, I don't recommend it being a show. I recommend it being first a, a quiet barn somewhere where you can unload, you can walk around, they get a chance to see it. You can have them touch targets. You can have them lift their legs. You can have them do some familiar things. I wouldn't even ride on the first one. I would just say, can we just get out another couple places? So just find a place where you can go and nobody, you know, it's your friend and it can be quiet and you can take your time and you can practice loading and unloading. And I've done things before too, where I have gone to things like, uh, you know, an empty fairground you know, that is nothing's happening, you know, but it can, you can get in, you can get out that's used to trailers. So 
do that a bit when that's going well and there's no issue. They get on, they get off, they get on, they get off. Then you're ready to step it up. But until you may have some times where they, it does, does take a little bit more to load, use those building blocks that you did in the beginning. See if you can't say, okay, can you go in? Can you touch this little target? Can you touch this target? And again, the traffic cones are great for that because you can use those to progress back until they can see the target and get them back on track. When that is no big deal, then it is time to go to a place that is a little bit more hectic. So now you may go to, you know, a bigger lesson barn, or maybe you do try going to a schooling show, but you kind of pull off to the side where it's not kind of midst of all the the craziness and you're not there to show you're just there to say hey yeah this is the beginning but it's not the biggest most crazy thing we're over here can you load can you unload but ideally you can just go to a, a friend's maybe that same farm you went to the first time you go to when it is a, you know it's it's a time where everybody's taking less you know, so maybe there's just a time where it's slower and a time where it's busier and then go in the time when it's busier after you've successfully had the slower times and then maybe to a schooling show or, and build it up or then to a different barn. So it is really just a matter of getting them used to getting on and getting off. And as they get off, realize, like I said, that this can be quite worrisome for them. So use the target, use the pieces that you have, ask them to turn their head away, ask them to lift their leg, ask them to, you know, do some familiar pieces and, and then just walk around. And remember the thing you're really looking for is relaxation. So if you decide we're just going to walk around and at first it may be head high and nostrils are kind of flaring as they're smelling everything. But if they're a little bit, you see the head gets a little bit lower, click the head getting a little bit lower. Go, that's the idea. Relaxation, relaxing is what we're working for until you can shape it till they're just completely relaxed and walking around. But, you know, it may not happen the first time. It may take a little bit till they get there. Then as you build up and go to the next show, the next place that's a little bigger, a little bigger. Obviously, this probably makes sense. You get the idea of what we're talking about is, is, as we've done the whole time, it's successive approximations. It's little tiny steps and little bits, making it a little bit bigger and a little bit more complicated and a little bit more challenging. Again, keeping in mind when you shift context, you really can lose criteria. So anticipate that that may be the case. Be sure to bring the targets with you that you use to help train the tar the trailering and, and the different components. So Take your time and rebuild as you go. So every time you unload at a new place, what have you done? You have shifted the context. This context shift can be as simple as there's a new horse in the barn. You know, that could be enough that everybody's out of sorts. Or it could just be that somebody's watching that doesn't normally watch. Or the person watching has a hat on. So those little things can actually be bigger triggers than you may recognize. But... And for some horses, it's no big deal or certain things aren't. So when you're moving to a new place, you have a pretty doggone big contact shift. So anticipate it. But what we want to do, we're trying to teach them that new things, new places, new scenarios result in good. So at first they get there and they're thinking, oh, no, this just doesn't seem right. I don't know what's going on here. And we say, don't worry, click target, get them back to, you know, doing some familiar pieces until they're calm again, then you can load and take away. Pretty soon, if we really take our time and do it right and try to keep them under threshold as much as we can, pretty soon, instead of looking at new things and new situations and new scenarios and saying, oh my gosh, this is scary and I don't know what's going to happen. Instead, they start to look at it and think new things are good. I like new things. This is another potential for reinforcement. So we want them to look around. And then pretty soon, they don't know why they like new things and new places, but their curiosity has peaked. I have talked before, too, about, well, I think I did, somewhere I have, about the fact that when we start doing the positive reinforcement, a lot of times what we start to see is even way back in the beginning stages, I start to pay attention to how the horses are in their free time. And I start to notice that horses get more curious and they get more playful and they get more relaxed about the world, which leads to the curiosity. And those things are all good signs of them being more comfortable. Well, when they start to feel more comfortable about new places, instead of it being like, I don't like it, they're like, 
wow, look at all this neat new stuff. And I want horses to be able to be where they look at new things and think, this is interesting. This is great. And once in a while, things are going to startle them. But I want to go, oh, okay, it's good. Can I go see that now? We want that. That is part of the de-spooking process and systematic desensitization and counter conditioning. But it is, it is a place we want them to get to, and it can happen. So if we do it right, we do it slow, we don't overface them, and we don't do something called flooding as much as we possibly can, we want to minimize the, the chances of flooding. So flooding is it kind of happens a lot, frankly, in some positive or in in horse training. You know, people will take a bag and put it on the end of a, a stick and then they keep touching the horse with it until the horse doesn't react any longer. But the horse a lot of times may start very frightened and trying to pull and get away from it. And as they keep doing it, the horse eventually relaxes and stops reacting. Well, that actually what they're going through is something called learned helplessness a lot of times. And what they've done is they've learned everything I've got is not making the bag go away. So I'm going to stop putting my energy into that. So physically, it may look different. But a lot of times on the inside, what we've done is created um uh, the, the head never stopped. The head was just as worried the whole time. They just stopped wasting their energy trying to get away from it. But we can, with flooding, the risk of this is it actually can lead to it, what we want or the goal is to desensitize. Actually, flooding can do is sensitize and not only to that scenario, but to a lot of other scenarios. So if you have a sensitive horse, flooding is going to happen much easier. So if we can go slow and introduce things where they can process and think about it and, and manage it and keeping them under threshold, not letting them get to that big place as much as we can possibly help it, we can really help them to learn that new places are good. You're good. It's all good. So, so, so take your time. And, and it's really going to pay off. One of the things I say all the time is slow down, you'll go faster. Because it is really important that we slow down because in the long run, it will go faster because we've got yes, 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 all the way through. And we built a really strong and solid foundation all the way through with the positive reinforcement. We're actually building good emotions behind it. And again, pretty soon, you're not going to need to feed all of these pieces. These are phases that we kind of get through. And as we build a good, strong reinforcement history, like they just think, I don't know why I like trailer loading, but I love the trailer. I feel good when I'm in the trailer. And that's because of the emotional state that we've built up behind it. And food helps to create that nice, good emotional state. And then as we systematically kind of back off the food a bit here and there, they just they just do it. They don't really know why, but it is, it, we've built a good, strong reinforcement history. Okay. So now we, I think we kind of got some ideas of what to do and how to do. This is a really big subject and a lot of things can change with this. You know, a lot of things can be, uh, there's a lot to deal with. And, and as you get one area worked out another, and then you may still find one particular show is worrisome or one particular trail ride is worrisome or one particular clinic. Is, so, so as much as you can do, always look for keeping your horse under threshold in everything you do. So if you go to a clinic and your horse starts to go over threshold too much, be your horse's voice and say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to have to bow out of this part until I can get my horse back in a better place. Don't feel peer pressure and just go along because this will also affect the trailer loading and it'll affect the, you know, the things that come after this. Okay. So this is going to be bigger. This is, this is going to be years of homework coming <laughs> anyway. Okay. So I think that is great. What I want you to do now, I'm going to work with Murray again. Murray is my one who we just did um, the, I've worked on getting him to travel and be good with traveling in the trailer, but now he's, we're going to work on taking him off at new places. I have worked with Murray quite a bit in trying to get him. Um, when I first got him, you just went out a different door of the barn and his eyes were as big as they could be. His head was high and he just looked like a little colt that was terrified. So what we did is I, uh, I started, using the target and saying, Hey, can you lower your head and touch the target and click and reinforce? And then as he'd see something he'd be worried about, I'd use the target and get him closer to it until pretty soon he wants to explore anything he's worried about. And he goes to new places quite 
Well, he's not as good as some. He doesn't go like no big deal, but he goes and he looks around and he quickly learns to settle. So it'll be good to see kind of how he's doing with this because this will be a little bit of a, uh, it's a little bit unknown right now. Anyway, so I got a little off track. So what I want you to do is I want you to go get your horse, get your trailer, get all the things that you need. Be sure to have your targets. And, you know, if you've used a cone with the target, use have those things in the trailer with you so you can get you can take them out at the new place. So we're going to get ready and we're going to take our first we're going to travel. And by now, again, they's really solid at that traveling at the moving. And so now what we're going to do is we're going to land in a different place. So we're going to be ready. So you go get all your pieces together, get your driver, get your phone, get whatever you need. And we'll meet back here in a few minutes and we'll get started. Okay, we are ready. And a reminder, I've said this before, and I just want to remind you, this is something that can bring our adrenaline up a bit, and we can get kind of excited and fast moving. Remember, you need to breathe. Your horse is paying attention to more than you are even aware of, because they don't have a verbal language. They really read our body language. They're thinking if we're all worked up and funny, then what's that about? So really try to take deep breaths, relax. There's no big deal here. We can always walk them back to the barn if we need to, but the more we can stay relaxed and confident, the I find the more they go, okay, I'm just going with you and what you're doing. Now, it doesn't mean pushy and pulley. It just means, hey, let's go here. It's still an invite, but it's a relaxed, calm one. So I want you to breathe through your your parts too. And if you feel yourself getting a little wound up, just relax and do some fun behaviors with your horse to get back on track. Okay. So um, I've got Murray is in the trailer already. So he is ready to go. And he now, by now, he doesn't mind standing in the trailer and eating his hay. He thinks that's great. It's just lunchtime in the trailer. So what we're going to do, um, or float, if you're in down other parts of the world. I never did mention that. But when we, so what I'm going to do is we're going to go, there's a place that is just past the uh, arena. So we're going to kind of go around the arena and it's going to be a part that he doesn't necessarily get, uh, he doesn't really go to. I haven't. I have probably walked him by there a long time ago, but it's going to be, it's going to be an unfamiliar feeling for him, but he can still see things, but it's going to be a very different perspective because he's going to be further away. There are horses in the turnout, so he's going to see horses there, but he's going to be closer to horses that are next door that he doesn't necessarily see as much. Okay. That's a little rundown of my plan. So... Let's go ahead. I'm going to, um, by now, Murray is good about the traveling. So I'm going to just get in the truck and we're going to drive to, you know, what's probably a quarter of a mile away. Okay, well, now that we're kind of loaded and just driving, you can go ahead and turn your podcast off for a minute and turn it back on when you've got to your your first location. Okay, see you in a bit. Okay, and we're here. So I'm going to get out and I'm going to open up. I'm going to go to the front first and put a couple handfuls of grain. Okay, so I'm opening the side door and I'm going to and I'm going to give a couple handfuls of grain. So he had the hay net there, but I want him to have a little bit of extra grain. Uh, Okay, that's great. And I have untied him and I'm going around to the back. Drop the ramp. Okay. And open it up. And the butt bar is undone and he's staying like he should. Okay. So I'm going to go up and get him. I'm going to feed him a couple more handfuls in the manger because I want him to think of that as waiting there means she's going to come back and feed me here. So I want him to station kind of there since it's, it is open in the back. Okay. So I'm giving him a minute cause he's got to eat. And that's good. Okay. 
Now, I'm asking him to back out. We can walk forward, but we've been working on um, the loading and unloading as it is a straight horse, kind of. Um, so it's more difficult, frankly, but it's just a choice I've made to do. So I'm going to ask him to back out. I have the target in my waistband, so I can pull that out. And I've actually, okay, I didn't put the, I didn't put the cone in the target out, but that's okay. So we're going to back out. Okay, so right now. He's pretty high-headed, and he's a little bit snorty, actually. So he kind of doesn't know where he is. Hey, Murray, can you target? Target. Good. And so I clicked him, and I'm going to feed him quite a bit. So what he did, at first when I put the target down he in front of him, he kind of wasn't, he was busy looking. So I kind of moved it a little bit and represented it, presented it. So it was a little bit higher this time, a little bit closer to his nose. So it took less to get to. So as he kind of just even looked in that direction and gave a little swirl to it, swirl, I don't know what that means, but he, he kind of turned his head towards it. And what I find, and so I like that. So I clicked and I'm feeding him a fair share right now. I'm still feeding him because I want him to notice that this is really good. Now, when I take Murray for walks in new places, what I'm looking for him to do, you know, when your eyes, their eyes are, you can tell their eyes are intently looking somewhere else. And then their eyes kind of get a softer focus where you can tell they took you back in. They didn't turn their head to look at you, but they kind of took you back in. I've clicked and reinforced that a lot with him. So as he did the target, I wasn't really as worried as the tar about the targeting as I am about him making eye contact with me and focusing on me. So it's more I want him to go, hello, lady. So as he had his head high, when he targeted, he kind of lowered it and looked my direction. So I fed that quite a bit. The target helped create that shift in focus. But I want to teach him that even in the midst of this brand new weird place you're at. And so we're going to kind of walk around. I'm going to take him around the trailer a bit so he can see it from each area. Okay, his head is pretty high and he has, is looking around kind of a bit. Hey, Murray, can you target? Good. Okay, and I clicked and fed him again. And we're going to take a couple more steps. Can you target? Good. And we're going to walk a couple more steps. I didn't even feed him for that. I just said good and walked on. And we're going to target again. Click and feed that again. And that's great. Now we're kind of up by the front of the trailer. And we're going to make a big circle to go around. I'm going to stop by the tack room <laughs> and get my portable target out. My, my cone, traffic cone and target. It's my my mobile stationary target which is an oxymoron but I'm going to get that out so that I have it in case I need it for the trailer loading part because I didn't get it out and he's good with the trailer so that's okay and he's still with me so as I open the door good I click and feed him just for dealing with this weird sensory stuff that he's seen before and knows about but out of context it can just be a little bit much. I know he's a bit on the upper end of his threshold. You know, he is a little bit over threshold, but he keeps being able to come back down and work through it. So this is one of those situations where the next step is just kind of a big step. That's all there is to it, you know, landing at a new place, but yet he could still see his horses in the turnout that he knows. He can see the track horses that are his neighbors that, um, you know, come back into the barn sometimes at night. So there's me he's over there so he can see them it's just all a different perspective people are in the arena he can see that so i tried to make it as minimal as you can but it's pretty clear this is big okay so he's doing great with this okay so now we're back towards the back of the trailers but we're just back a little bit probably like 15 feet hey murray can i have a leg good boy that's great so i clicked and fed him for lifting his leg and I'm going to go to a back leg. Can you lift that leg? Murray, your leg. Good. I clicked. That was great. He's listening and paying more attention to what I'm asking for than his environment. So I'm going to go back up to the front here. Okay, Murray, can you touch stationary target? So I held that. I set it down kind of a few feet in front of him. He took steps towards it. That is great. Now what I'm going to do... 
because I feel like he's kind of, you know, he is a little bit over threshold, but he, he's focusing. So he, he's coming down and getting more focused on me and less worried about his environment. So what I'm going to do is I ask him to load back in the trailer. I'm going to kind of move the, the cone back in the trailer. So I'm going to do it in little bits where I'm going to get them on and I'm going to get them off. And I can help give him kind of support for these parts. So that just is a way I can break it down to little pieces. So right now I have the cone on the ramp. Mercury target. Good. I clicked and fed him for that. Okay, now moving it up. So he's going to have to put his front feet in the trailer to reach this, uh, to reach the cone. Murray, okay, target. Okay, he, he's not he's not looking at me right now. He's kind of looking around. I think maybe it's a commitment to getting in this strange place. I'm giving him a second because I think if I just ask again, he's just too much. Okay, good. Now he brought eye contact back to me, target. Perfect. That's great. So he got icon. I, I'm running up to feed him. Not running, but I'm slick, slinking up to feed him right up there at the target. What I liked is I waited for him to give me eye, eye contact. I liked it. That's when I gave him the next cue. So sometimes I might feed that, but in this situation, I felt like, no, I need a little more commitment because Murray is such a strong citizen with all this stuff. And that was great. I'm asking him to back out now. And what I did before I asked him to back up, I moved the target back a couple feet further. Hopefully he could do that. If not, I can adjust. Okay, Murray, can you target? Good. And so he is good. perfect. He marched right up there. He kind of had a little hesitation, but then he went up and he continued and he touched the target. So I'm going to go all the way in and what I've got now, I've got Davey behind me, so or behind Murray. So I'm going to stay up with him while David kind of makes sure he's okay with the butt bar swinging. So as we got to that, um, we got to the trail, the target that is the cone that is just a couple feet now from the the stationary target that's mounted on the wall. So I'm going to point that out to him. Key target. Good. So he went up. I kind of slipped under the bar. So we're all up in there. David, go ahead and close that or move that. First move it. Okay. So he's moving the butt bar and Murray's a little bit more attentive. Okay. Target. Okay. Perfect. Click and feed. So now I put a few big handfuls in the manger. Okay. Davey, go ahead and close it. And that's excellent. Okay. So Murray is back in and he is looking fine. He's looking like he's just thinking about eating and he kind of looks out the door in the window a little bit. Okay, but he is back to it. So that's good. We're going to close it up and we're going to drive back. So we're going to go ahead and close up the back of the trailer. Go ahead and close. Yep, yeah, perfect. Okay, and then I'm going to hop out this side door here and we are going to drive back home and then unload which i mean <laughs> drive back home it's you know not that far because we are home okay so we're going to get in and now we're going to make our way back over towards the barn and where we loaded so and so that was really good that was a, a good thing and that worked out well and i could see it was a little bit challenging for murray but not so challenging that he couldn't handle it so that was good and i think it really helps because he has such a strong history with the positive reinforcement on the ground under saddle and that really helps quite a bit and i have done a lot where i've taken him to walking around to different areas of the barn that he's not used to, to the farm. We have 50 acres here. So uh, different places where you could take him, where you can see different things that he's not used to. So the different components have all kind of been addressed. Okay, we're here now. So we're gonna go back and we're gonna go just like we did. And we're gonna ask him to unload back in his familiar place. Okay, so I'm kind of hop in the front side here at Target. Good. That's great. I've clicked and I'm feeding him because he just touched his target. He, he stopped on his hay net, went to his target. And that is great. So I'm going to untie him. And I'm going to have Davey do the back 
door again. So I'm going to kind of stay up here as support for him. Because again, when we're loading in new places, a lot of times I want to be with him a little bit more and I want to set him up for success. So, go, so Davy dropped the gate back there. Okay. And now we're going to go ahead and um, undo the butt bar. Great. And now with, this is really good because what I like right now, he for a second started to go back, like automatically kind of thought, oh, I want to go see where we are. But he came, he came back forward a little bit. So I clicked and I fed that. That was a really good choice. But now I know that he's kind of interested in unloading. So I'm going, he wants to see where he is, I think a little bit. So I'm going to be sure and get right to that, but at my discretion. So I ask him to do it. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to back out of here and ho so i stopped him on the ramp where he had uh, um so i stopped him on the ramp so it's kind of his back feet are on the ramp front feet are on the inside gonna reinforce him for that because i want him to slow down and not get too impatient and then we're going to get back the rest of the way out and i can see he's looking around and he quickly that is perfect so I clicked and fed because what he just did, I didn't even have to use a target. He looked around, he looked at things, and he looked back to me. And that's what I want. I want him to check in with me. I want him to focus on me. So that was perfect. That was really good. I we We're going to end that there for today. That was just perfect. That's a bigger thing in his eyes than it seems like in our eyes, but I'm walking him back to, I'm taking him actually back to his stall now. And so we're gonna go back to there while he has some lunch and then he'll go back out in the afternoon. Not, not for a trailer, I'm not gonna do that, but I'll take him back out for sessions. Anyway, so that was great. So I'm gonna be putting him away. What I want you to do, again, we have a lot to talk about and a lot to see where you are with your different components, but get your horse to a good place. If you needed to walk your horse home and he didn't get back in the trailer, it's okay. That's just information for you. So get your horse back to a good place, get him back and tidy up what you need to tidy up, get your mind fresh and ready to kind of do our next part, which is our homework. Go ahead, turn off your podcast and I'll talk to you in a few. Alrighty, of course, that is going to be lots of homework ahead. And I want to, we want to talk about a little bit what we did and, and what may have happened and what, you know, kind of possible scenarios. But one of the things I'd use all the time is I use the Cavalier feed. And in this situation, I had extra Cavalier crunch crunchies because they're, they're a higher value treat. And in this situation, I wanted to have that mixed in with just the feed. So we had extra, extra exciting parts in there. And again, I like to use part of their feed from the day. So I know that I'm using what works within their diet and the Cavalier feed and the Cavalier crunchies are really low in sugar. And that's really a good, it's, it's a good healthy way for them to, to digest it and not me feel like I've just gave them a load of candy. <laughs> anyway, so let's learn a little bit more about the Cavalier feed. Cavalor is a horse feed supplement and care product company that was founded in Belgium 30 years ago, and they have been producing feed for the U.S. market since 2012. Its nutrition is based in the way horses are meant to eat. Cavalor's philosophy is based around mimicking the horse's natural diet and how they would eat in the wild, while recognizing that the demands we put on them today are different than wild horses of long ago. One of the things I love about Cavalor is that their products are natural, backed by research and science, and are proven to be effective. That's why Cavalor was a feat of choice for over 100 riders in the most recent World Equestrian Games, for riders in every discipline and from countries around the world. Not only do they make feed, but they also have a complete line of supplements and care products. If you've struggled with any kind of nutritional issue with your horse, you know that all products don't really work as advertised. So that's why Cavalier's is unique. Their products don't make it to the market until they have been proven effective in making noticeable differences in the issue a horse is facing. A lot of times we have behavioral issues with horses, but a lot of these issues actually have a nutritional root. With the positive reinforcement or clicker training, we strive to help the horses to be truly happy. To me, part of that, that philosophy 
well, really a big part of that philosophy includes making sure I'm doing everything I can to ensure their emotional as well as physical well-being. There's no denying that a good diet is a huge factor in that equation. The best part of Cavalar's team is that, is that they're so easy to work with. You can reach out to them through their website or Facebook page, and a real live person will call you back to personally talk you through your horse's nutrition. Learn more about the products at www.cavalor.us or reach out to them through their Facebook page, Cavalor North America. You'll be glad you did. Now, as I mentioned, I had a lot of pieces in place for Murray to not be as worried about ending up in a new place. And he's had a lot of the training, so that really helped him a lot. But that, you know, I do this all the time, so it's really easy for me to kind of prepare for those different pieces. And so your horse, and and Murray, you know, we don't know what kind of history he always has, but anyway. So you could have different scenarios and different things that happen there and things that need to be dressed. Now, one of the things I say, we don't make mistakes. What we do, it's all information. So if something went, you know, and you thought, oh, maybe we weren't ready for this. Maybe I did too much. Maybe it wasn't time. Maybe whatever it is. It doesn't mean you made a mistake or you did it wrong. Just look at it as information. It just means, okay, I need to do more of this before I do the next part. Or with the next horse, maybe I'll do this first first part. So never think that you're doing it wrong, even if it goes completely wonky. It just means we need to build the steps before a little bit more. If your horse was really wound up and not couldn't focus at some place that isn't really all that different, kind of different, different perspective, slightly outside of range, then we, you need to move it down to a little bit smaller. Maybe it's just you know, a different end of the barn, you know, or something a little bit smaller, but more familiar. So, so that's just, everything can just be broken down to smaller steps. The other thing I want you to think about is, um, you may also benefit by taking your horse for walks in weird places by weird things and weird stuff. So, you know, go buy equipment, go buy the, you know, the spreader that's parked behind the barn, go buy the, you know, different areas so that you can work that, that new things are really good. So if you really had a problem and, and this step was maybe a little bit too much, try to make it a smaller step and really work on trying to walk him to different places so that you or her, so that they can get used to seeing new things and learning that new things are good. So clearly this, this was only the first teeny tiny step. I didn't take him to a different part of the, the farm that is completely like, what? Where are we? I just took him to, you know, an, a different perspective on, on an area that's not all that unfamiliar. So <clears throat> that's where we started. But I have more to do, you know, and then some of those places here, I can take them out and it's really quiet because there's nobody around. But for some horses, that may be more disconcerting than seeing horses, <laughs> you know, because that's the, he lives in a barn with horses all around. So, you know, keep trying the different places when you're having success with the, the place before. Play, pay close attention to also to what your horse tends to be best with. Does he do better if he gets out near other horses? or away from other horses. Some horses can be a little riled up and excited by having new horses around. Some of them go, ah, horses are here. It must be okay. So you got to kind of figure out what will help to set your horse up for success. What will help them to feel comfortable with this component of it? And don't forget to use some familiar uh, behaviors when you get there, or sometimes you can work on something new, but really easy and fun so that we have when they get there, it can still be a fun, comfortable, good thing to do. So we've got lots of things for you to be working on. And frankly, you could be working on these for a very long time, probably forever, frankly, because as you get it good, you still go to a different place and something might trigger them there that you, you don't even know what it is, but you get a different reaction. But we have the components. We have those building blocks that we use to help build up that reinforcement history, We to build up the steps. And remember when you take, when I take my horses into a new place or a new thing, or even when I'm just working with them, I really want them to focus on me. Doesn't mean I want their head turned at me and touching me. I want their head forward, but I want to feel like 
they're paying attention to what I'm doing. One of the things that is, as a reminder, can really help a lot, and I think this was the third episode, maybe it was a second episode, what we did is liberty leading. And the liberty leading is an excellent exercise for helping them to learn how to pay attention to you and focus on you. But looking for that eye contact, looking for those decisions to go back to what you're doing or just focus to check in with you. Really try to to reinforce those times because that's really what's behind it. If they get to a new place and they're not they're not behaving well, it's pretty much because they're not focused. You know, other things are more worrisome than you are reinforcing. So it just means we need to kind of rebalance those scales. Okay, there's a lot of components there, but I think if you even go back to some of the other episodes, you will find some components that will build on making this a better situation. Focus being one of them, getting used to new places, another one, liberty leading, all of those things are building blocks really that got there, but then utilizing some fun behaviors and the targeting can do a lot for you. So I'm gonna, you're gonna have to sort through this a little bit because there's so many scenarios that could come up, but I'm confident that you can do it because look where you guys are. You've come so far and you've done so many things with your horses already that I'm confident you can get there. And you've already, we've already broken it down to smaller steps to try to figure out what part is the part that bothers your horse. Some horses, none of the other parts really bother them. It's the unloading at a strange place that bothers them. So pretty soon, it's backed all the way up and they won't even get in the trailer because it predicts I may end up at this weird place. So by addressing each of the components, we really help them and you've come this way and we've broken it all down. So I'm sure that you're going to have loads of success. Okay. So there you go. That's lots of homework. You can listen on most of your favorite podcasts to this episode, other episodes, and even other shows. You can also listen on the Horse Radio Network app as on your iPhone or on Android. And it is, it, it's free and it's easy to use and you can just find it in the App Store. Just search Horse Radio Network when you're in the App Store. Be sure to visit all the great shows at Horse Radio Network because there, this is where I got started is doing the horses in the morning and being a guest show years and years ago. And they're just great. There's so much fun stuff on there and different disciplines and things for you to check out and enjoy to continue your education and learning. And if you want to learn, and of course, you can also listen on my, you can go to my website and it's also there if you wish to get on board there. Um, And my website, or if you want to learn more about me or more about, you know, whichever, read blogs, you can go to www.on-target-training.com. All righty. Well, that's it for now. I want everybody to have a good time. Remember, training should be fun for you and your horse. So get out there and you have fun with your horse and enjoy getting your horse on target. Until next time. Bye-bye.